a lovely Sunday afternoon at the Cedar House Restaurant and Bar. Are we officially in Walpole or are we in Westwood? Kurt Hoffman, Dr. Kurt Hoffman is with me. Where exactly are we? I believe we're technically in Walpole. Technically in Walpole. Well, that is also where you live. So that is correct. we're in your home territory. Welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you as a part of Westwood Living. First of all, some background. Kurt and I actually went to the same high school many years apart. That is one connection which we'll get into here as we discuss what is going on. Uh, but... Kurt is one of the doctors who are expert contributors now to Westwood Living who work at Boston Sports and Shoulder Center with multiple locations. So we might as well start off by having you talk about your multiple locations and all the different people who you work with. Absolutely, happy to. So we are currently in expanding orthopedic practice. Uh, our main facilities are in Dedham and Waltham uh, and also the main hospital which is in Boston on Parker Hill Avenue. Uh, we are currently expanding some of the other satellites uh, areas around the area, uh, looking at some of the clinics to the west and to the south of here but those are our main um sites so far so do you bebop around all of the sites or sure do you do, you sure do. do. Yep. so you do yeah specifically your foot and ankle is that correct that's correct that's okay. my subspecialty correct we talked initially and got to know each other a little bit better we went back in time and we talked specifically about our our high school experience sure did, and yeah. we had some of the same teachers and I just thought, like, wow, think about him sitting in Mr. Ford's classroom and how proud, like, Mr. Ford would be about the fact that you did pursue this passion of learning more about science and becoming a doctor. So let's learn a little bit more about your journey, kind of when you left Fairfield Prep and then went to college, how you got to where you are. Yep, for sure. So it's, it's funny, this whole journey actually started when I was at Fairfield Prep. I think I was a sophomore in high school. I'd gone through some of the initial sports, playing football, basketball, baseball while I was there. Um, and this kind of really piqued my interest in terms of sports medicine, in terms of orthopedic surgery, uh, really gave me a sense of you know what that life was was potentially like. And that really kind of you know drove me down the path of, okay, well, I have these certain talents and these certain you know gifts how do I put that back into the general society and to be able to care for people kind of use what I learned you know being a man for others at that site and during that that time frame and then expand upon that uh, into the future so I took that from Fairfield Prep uh, ended up going to the College of the Holy Cross which is one of the best pre-med programs in the country at that time really second only to, to Georgetown and use that as sort of a springboard to the next uh, generation in terms of my development in terms of my uh, surgical practice really took what I learned from Holy Cross uh, Obviously, it's a liberal arts college, so focused a lot on the uh, sciences while I was there. Did went to the pre-med curriculum, but also spent a lot of time learning about a lot of the other uh, English and history and, and and philosophy and things of like that, which really makes us more of a you know treater in, in a matter of speaking or a healer in a matter of speaking. Uh, really being able to kind of connect with people at a very basic level, you know, dealing with their orthopedic problem, but also allowing them to kind of uh, interact with, with with empathy and with sympathy to try and make sure that they are fully recovered and fully back to their their full state. One of the things I enjoyed learning about you is kind of how you viewed what you do and that you look at every specific patient as his or her own puzzle you know because when you look specifically in your case at an ankle or a foot problem it does come to you pretty much broken so you got to put that puzzle back together in many cases so how challenged are you on a day-to-day -day basis when you see so many different things in so many different people? So that's, I mean, that's really the beauty of what we do, what I do in particular. Like I, I'm a foot and ankle surgeon. There's 28 bones in, in the ankle and the foot. Each one has their own sort of mechanics and, and anatomy and physiology. Um, but again, when I see people, there's something wrong in, in some in some respect there. So for me, it's very interesting and, and very you know stimulating in that respect because every day is a different challenge, right? Something something new I may not have seen, some condition I may not have seen. I mean, again, these are, these are still you know, patients that live in 
in the local community, patients that live you know, around our area, but their pathologies are all very unique, right? So even though it may be the same type of foot, same type of ankle, whatever that might be, uh, for me, trying to figure out a solution to their problem is always a, a, a technical challenge in that respect. You have a huge team. I mean, when you look at your full page ad in the February issue of Westwood Living, there are 17 doctors' faces who I'm looking at. So I would imagine that team works very closely together and everybody has so many different specialties because I'd also imagine that somebody many times doesn't just come in with an ankle or foot problem. They might come in with an ankle problem, a knee problem, a shoulder problem, the whole deal. So how do you work together with your team? It's a great question. So yeah, we're, we're trying to, you know, uh, encompass all of the different surgical subspecialties in, within orthopedics, and that includes anything really from from neck down to the toes. Uh, we think we've established and, and really come, come together now with a great team of specialists in that respect. Uh, you'll see a lot of us on the Best of Boston's doctor list. We're really focusing on you know treating the individual problems that we see, even though it may be in the same patient, like like you mentioned. The collaboration is is key and, and is, is very um, sort of lucrative throughout our organization. We all again share these two or three different offices. There's there's multiple providers in each of those offices. Um, there's a lot of staff that we actually share with one another as well in terms of some of the medical assistants, uh, the athletic trainers that, that we have uh, that, that work with us. And so there's a lot of crossing over, whether it's a foot problem, whether it's a shoulder problem. Again, even though it may be the same patient, the staff is also in, involved in that sort of care team. Uh, and we're, we're as, as the surgeons, we are able to sort of bounce things off each other back and forth. Again, if a patient has multiple issues that need to be addressed at the same time. You're going to be writing some articles in future issues of Westwood Living. In fact, I think you're going to be in the March issue coming up. And one of the things we were game planning about is like, where do we go here? You know, because a lot of it is like, how can a doctor like you clean things up? But you also have the opportunity to share with people some knowledge of how they can prepare. Because you even referenced like, hey, spring's coming. People are going to start getting active again. What words of advice do you give kind of as counsel, as a person who's seen things happen? Like, oh, if you had just done this, you could have prevented that. Right, and so that's, you know, we talk a lot about how we fix things and how we put people back together and, and then sort of from a surgical standpoint, but a lot of our goal, even from an academy standpoint, is looking at ways to be more preventative in nature, right? And that's that in terms of whether it's, it's sports or activities or, or, you know, housework, yard work, things of that nature, kind of preparing for whatever activity you might be doing to avoid the risk of injury, right? Because a lot of things somebody wants is to have an injury, you know, miss work, miss time with their family, uh, miss school, anything of that nature. And they're trying to, you know, do the things that they need to do because we all have jobs and tasks and activities that we would like to perform. So our goal, as we were trying to, you know, uh, thinking about the article going forward, was looking at a way to determine some preventative or really apply some preventative measures to allow people to do things safely but still get to the task done that they needed to do. When I went over to the office the other day, I couldn't get over how uh, it really is a well-oiled machine. And I saw people in the waiting room. You could tell what their issue was, right? Somebody's got a boot. Someone's got a sling. Somebody's like struggling opening a door. So it's like, okay, that person's got a shoulder. That person's got an ankle. But what I noticed is like the warm, friendly reception that each and every one of them get. It is a process that has clearly been well-oiled because the reception staff was great. They knew a lot of the people by name, which was really cool. And, and for me, it was nice because you're actually the Waltham location where the Celtics used to train, right? So I'm That's sure right. that That's there's right. probably some cross-pollination there with, with the Celtics organization. I know they no longer train there, but what was that like during the during the day so to be it, there. It was what you say is, you know, our, our model is based on efficiency, right? We, we, we see a lot of patients. We're trying to move people, you know, in and out efficiently to, to, to 
uh, best maximize their time as well because certainly they're they're injured. They're looking for you know help from us, but we don't want to take up their entire day with procedural issues and, and things of that nature. So we're always trying to move quickly. We're always trying to move efficiently in that respect. Uh, I think our staff is very well trained in that in that regard. <laughs> the Celtics paradigm is, is 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 a fascinating story going back you know probably maybe 16 or 17 years now. That building that we're in in Waltham was essentially built you know around their gym more or less. And so you used to be able to walk out of our office through the lobby, go through one door, and their practice court would be right there. <clears throat> and so you'd see it's people coming all the time, <laughs> different you know all walks of life, different staff members you know from from you know people at the top top of the organization all the way down to the to the ball boys and things like that. And you can see people that. Again, started sort of at the lower level and kind of worked their way up during that during that uh, you know quite an interesting time for the Celtics as they were winning their championship. Well, yeah, and I saw the jersey signed by Paul Pierce, who obviously had a relationship with one of your doctors because he was incredibly thankful for the work that you did. So if you wanted any sort of endorsement, you got one from the truth, which is pretty cool. It's hard to get much better than that, that's for sure. Yeah, so Dr. McKeon was, was the, the uh, team physician for the Boston Celtics, I think, for about a decade or so during that run from the, the late 2000s into the, into the early 2010s. You know, care for all those guys. We obviously saw a few of them sort of cycle through with their various injuries, which you which can certainly <laughs> read about. Um, but again, a lot of uh, gratitude from, from the organization, from their standpoint, allowing us to kind of get them back on the court. Yeah, very cool. So now uh, we talk about Dedham. And Dedham's super close to the people in Westwood. So when somebody is faced with a decision, a lot of times it's emergent. You know, something happens and you've got to make a decision very quickly. So how would somebody pinpoint like, hey, listen, I want to get this done by BSSC? So a couple of different ways that we've worked a lot on sort of establishing the avenues to get in touch with us easier. We have our own website now. We're doing a lot more on, on Facebook and Instagram and trying to get out to, to people in, in, the, in the community. Um, I think access-wise, Dedham is a, is a great facility. It's right off of 95. Uh, it's obviously free parking. We have all the other amenities there as well. So we have an MRI on site. We have physical therapy on site. There's actually a surgical center on site as well. So really, you come to Dedham, you can get everything that you need all together in one spot. Uh, and again, that depends on whatever type of malady you might have, whether it's a shoulder, whether it's a knee, whether it's a hip, whether it's, whether it's a foot. Again, we're all covered in, in Dedham. That from again from sort of top to bottom it just depends on whatever day that, that we're all there so today's sunday just out of curiosity i'd like to know in general when any week starts how much is scheduled and how much might happen in the next couple of days that could all of a sudden fall on your plate so I would say probably 90% is, is scheduled overall, meaning that we know, you know where, where we're going to be, what, what location we're going to be in. We know whether we're in the office seeing patients or whether we're in the operating room, uh, obviously fixing patients at that point. I think there's a, still that variability during the week of obviously injuries happening, things happening from the weekend, especially that so people that get injured, go to urgent care Saturday, Sunday. We'll get the call Monday, Tuesday. We're like, oh, you know, I have X, Y, or Z. Uh, when can I be seen? Right. And so there's always that room for, for uh, adding people in, uh, new evaluations, you know, sort of new patients, both from a, from a surgical standpoint, but also from a, from a non-surgical standpoint. So if we have patients that need to be seen for some injury, obviously we, we you know, uh, spend the time to, to accommodate them, knowing that they obviously want to get back to their activities. As a doctor, I would imagine someone, you, you like to study, you like to learn. As things have progressed, and now we're at 2023, which is a long time since you graduated from college, I would imagine things have changed. And I would imagine you have to keep up with what has changed. So give us a, you know, layman's term summary of what has changed in your industry even in the last five ten years yeah. that has made your job either more complicated less complicated or more intriguing to you absolutely so there's there's a nice uh, um, uh, statement from medical school saying that the 50 percent of what we learn in medical school is obsolete by the time you graduate wow right so four Whoa. years basically half of what we've learned is now changed in some way whether it's 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 functional whether it's you know a new technology something like that so we're constantly learning constantly adapting uh, we have our national meetings once a year we 
that we are, are, are presenting and, and learning from other of our colleagues at that point from across the U.S. even even internationally. Um, so again, it's a field that's always evolving, always adapting. I would say for me in particular, a lot of the technologies and the way that the way that we do surgery this, these days is radically different than how it was done even five, even ten years ago. Um, there's been a big advance in terms of arthroscopic surgery, in terms of you know small, smaller incision surgery, uh, in a way to still solve the problems that we need to solve but make it less traumatic for patients going through that process mm. um, and for us again that's really changed the way that we do business in, in that respect from a surgical standpoint but also from a from an imaging standpoint as well uh, so we have a lot more technology now to be able to sort of see and diagnose uh, and make decisions on a quicker more efficient basis which again goes back to my statement before about allowing patients to really um, get back to their activities much faster that's the deal you go to your website which is bostonssc.com by the way go visit it and you'll see that that's the mission they want to get you back to your life get you back to what you enjoy most doing and so all i invite you to do at this point is go check out that website bostonssc.com learn a little bit more so that if and when you're faced with a situation that you need a really strong team you know that strong team's there thank you very much for just chatting and getting people to get to know you a little bit appreciate that of course tom always a pleasure thank you that is dr kurt hoffman from the boston sports and shoulder center as always you can follow us on westwood-living.com if you've got ideas for people we should talk to here on the podcast let me know you can reach out t Leiden at bestversionmedia.com and i always enjoy getting your feedback so that's what it's all about we're introducing you to new people we're telling good stories and we're celebrating achievement so thanks for tuning in to this edition of the westwood living podcast mm-hmm.